0: Hello, welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Steve, and with me today is... Teresa. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christlikeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. Well, first off... We have to say Merry Christmas to Merry everybody. Merry Christmas. This uh, podcast will come out on December 21st, and it will be our last one for uh, 2023. We're going to take a couple weeks and uh, take a break. So this is as yeah. close to the Christmas uh, Christmas day as we get with the podcast. So Merry Christmas to Merry all Christmas of you. Merry
1: Christmas, and thank you for listening.
0: Yeah, yeah. and it's uh, a great so, journey. So today we're going to talk about Jesus' birth. Christmas.
1: Christmas. The reason for um,
0: Christmas. Everybody pretty much who is in that world of celebrating Christmas, whether you're a believer or not, wraps up the whole experience in one kind of thing that mm. is significant for a great number of people, and it's getting gifts or getting gi- gifts. or giving gifts, right? Um, so the Christmas for many people, it's all about that giving and receiving kind of thing, and wrapped up in the middle of that is Santa, <laughs> right? St. Nick, yeah. St. Nick, St. Nicholas. Uh, he was a well-known uh, church father who would disguise himself to go out into the city to give gifts to needy children, like true story. Right. So that's how you end up with <coughs> a dude with a big beard, dressed sort of weird, hiding... Showing right? up at night. Uh, he was in Turkey uh, in the third and fourth centuries. So he would disguise himself and do that whole thing. And that's what leads us to Santa. So even when people want to be like, we would like to have a secular Christmas and we want Santa, it's like, well, no, that was a church father. It's kind of like when they want to say that Valentine's Day has nothing to do with the church. Well, St. Valentine was a church father or St. Patrick's Day, it's St patrick (laughs) a church father there's all these these things that people want to take and say they're secular holidays but they're not and and christmas is one of those spots where we focus in oftentimes in society on the gift giving and they want to hold on to santa and somehow it goes from a guy in turkey who is giving gifts to needy children to a dude living at the north pole with elves and reindeer (laughs) and i don't know how that happens over the centuries but that's where we got but it's you know. There you go. So there's your there's your Christmas uh, bit, but that's not what Christmas is really about, right? No, um, for Christmas sure. is wrapped up in the chapter of uh, two of Luke mm-hmm. or the chapter two of Matthew. Um, not, <laughs> not not Mark
1: or John, guys. Okay, in case Mark Mark you were wondering. Or John. Yeah,
0: we did that last <laughs> time. I wasn't going to bring I mean, it to
1: John, but I guess I just yeah. feel silly.
0: But in the midst of all of that, there's a bunch of people that we end up encountering beyond uh, Jesus being born, right? There's mm-hmm. the inn, so there's an innkeeper, there's shepherds, there's Mary and Joseph, there's King Herod, there's wise men, which, yes, I know that happens later, but it's in the account here yeah. that we're going to look at this morning. So they we're going to start about. off with uh, Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through
1: 7. This is my favorite account of the birth of Jesus. Yeah. In those days, a degree... What verse am I reading to? Seven. Seven. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Or sorry, this is no place for them in the inn. No
0: place for them in the inn. Um, You know, so you get a couple people, right? First part of this uh, Caesar Augustus is making a decree yeah. wants to figure out how many people actually live in that area because really they wanted to know how much tax money should be coming in. Okay, that's fine. Quirinius is a governor there who gets the order from from uh, Augustus and he's like, okay, we gotta mm-hmm. figure out how to count the people. So mm-hmm. go to the town you're from.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I don't know why they had to go to the Which town is they're from. Interesting, but partly because we tend to forget this, but. At this moment, the Jewish nation was subject to the Roman government. They weren't free people.
1: And the records would have they, been where they were born, yeah, not they where they They weren't live.
0: slaves, but they weren't free people. Right, so this right. is a case where they said, they were Yeah, we're nation. deciding where you live, and it's not going to be where you are now. It's going to be yeah. where you're from. So yeah. if you just stop and think, uh, if that was to happen for <coughs> us today, we would be moving, you know... Well, thirty-five hundred <laughs> kilometers. That's insane. You know, uh, or actually, probably more than that. I don't even you know, know how far away from my hometown we actually are right now. But the whole family Five would be going. Plane ride. But our children, <laughs> our three oh. children, would be going to a different town. That's
1: right. And now so would I.
0: Now that they're all adults, well, you're married to me, so you go where I go. All right. But they <laughs> would be going to the That's town easier. that they were born in
1: which is very far away from the town that you opposite were ends, born in. Opposite sides mm. of North mm. America,
0: pretty much, right? So this would be mm. a way of controlling the people and breaking down the support networks yes. so that the people had no ability to revolt, right? So it's kind of a big deal that they would do all of that, but we're not going to talk about those people. They come back and they're going to Bethlehem. <laughs> they get into town and the first thing they do, they have to find a place to live, and so they need stay, the short-term yeah. accommodations because who knows <laughs> what kind of family dynamics they got going on in Bethlehem. Like or
1: if they even have family there anymore.
0: Exactly. So they got to find a place to stay and there is no place in the inn. Now, it does tell us how they get to the stable.
1: No, and it says the inn. Like, it doesn't say that they had a choice of five yeah, no. or ten or yeah. seven. It was just, there was one, there was one. in the town yeah, and no, it was full.
0: It was full. And so at some point... The innkeeper, you got to stop and go. He's probably not a mean or a rude person, but it would just be like, I got no room.
1: Yeah, like I'm sorry.
0: Like I know you're pregnant, and this is would not you good. Feel terrible? And like they didn't know who Mary was, and they no. definitely didn't know who Jesus was going to, you know, no. is or was going to be. And right. They probably had no connection at all to Joseph, and they're like, should have came earlier. Sorry. Yeah. Right. Should have made a reservation.
1: Which, I guess you'll know next time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Next time there's a, a, a census, you'll know. Mm. So they have no room for Mary and Joseph and the soon to be on our on the doorstep Jesus, and so at some point, the innkeeper actually has to probably have mercy yeah. on them and say, well, like, so "You all, like you could you, stay yes. in the stable." Right. And maybe it's because Mary's pregnant. Maybe it's because. There's just a compassion. Maybe it's because he was charging them to actually sleep in the cow dirt. He might have
1: been. Yeah, and, absolutely. And,
0: you know, probably all those kinds of things. But in some way, shape or form, that conversation had to happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then that innkeeper would get a front row seat to what's about to happen for the next 24 hours yeah, or so. Yeah, no, right? that's absolutely true. And, and there's this whole, there are many people all in one place. Life is busy. Things are chaotic. The The inn is full. Space is at a premium and somehow, and it's not recorded for us. Right. Mary and Joseph talked their way into the stable with an innkeeper who was like, "I got no room." Yeah. And maybe there was other people in there. We don't know. Like we just we're well, no, there's that's lots true. of details that we're just not told. They're not here. And uh, the reality is, this you know, when people are confronted with the reality of who Jesus is, mm-hmm. this conversation happens a lot. Yeah are you going to make room for Jesus? Right. Is 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 your life too full, hmm. or are you going to shove him out in the back corner? Yeah,
1: are you willing to make are changes? Are you even willing
0: to, to put him in the back corner, yeah. right, yeah. In, in your full life? And, right. And the first kind of takeaway in this whole story is, do we make room for him? Hmm. Like when Jesus shows up, it's never going to be, very rarely is it a planned out thing where, like, yeah. you know, on Thursday I'm going to be confronted with the reality that Jesus is the sovereign God of the universe and I have to make a decision. So I might as well get ready from now till then.
1: Right. This is not the way, it's
0: not the way it works, no, right? not usually. So no. normally <laughs> there's a chaotic life mm. that is busy and full and suddenly Jesus comes in. Uh, I work with a hockey team and I recently had a young guy who mm. has walked right up to the spot where he's mm. almost crossed that line of salvation and his biggest thing was, I don't want God to take away playing hockey. Mm. And I'm like... I don't think he's going to. Right. But he is going to ask that he be the center of your life. Yeah. And and the guy looked right at me and said, I think I'm there. I just have to sort it out. Yeah. I'm like, okay, he's got to be the innkeeper. Is Hmm. there actually room? Is there room? Here. Yeah. And then the story just keeps going. So Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20.
1: All right. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those whom he has pleased. When the angel went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart, and the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them.
0: Yeah, so apart from Mary and Joseph, who we'll get to in the next little bit, but, but we get to the angels and the shepherds, right? And, mm. and what I love is, everybody makes a big deal about the angels showing up and always telling people, don't be afraid.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Well, yeah, but all the angels have ever done have been in the presence of God, <laughs> right? So yeah. when True. when you know angels appear, it's not a totally normative thing in our world. No, no. you should probably be afraid, right? Like, there's this is this, this is, is, not, not, a normal this is not a normal experience. But <laughs> angels are like, oh, hold on, hold and on. And
1: we fear things that we don't yeah. know or haven't don't, experienced. Don't be so. afraid. But <laughs> then they say,
0: like, we're not the only ones bursting into your world today tonight right yeah and so then they come to the shepherds and everybody knows that the shepherds are like these you know lonely guys out in the out in the wilderness with the sheep they're dirty they're disrespected it's kind of a a low level entry job I don't know what the the correlation today would be but it's like if you think about the job that when they're done their day of work you don't want to be near them Hmm. because they're dirty gross and smelly yeah that's what these guys were back then but you desperately need them because they actually provide the food you eat and they provide the sacrifice you have to make hmm. right these are the guys that are making yes, sure the sheep right. are perfect yes and so they actually have a hugely important job hmm. that nobody looked at as important, though
1: their life was very right? removed from everybody else
0: and that's why these guys get the hmm. visits from the angels is yeah. because there they are out there and they're like well you know this is crazy so they get this visit And they get told, you know, uh, in the city of David, a savior uh, who is Christ the Lord is born, right? Yeah. You're going to find a baby wrapped in cloth and laying in a manger.
1: That is pretty, I mean, that wouldn't be a normal uh, occurrence, I wouldn't think.
0: No, I don't think so. But you know what would be a normal occurrence? Every single person who had an animal had a manger.
1: That's true. You'd be checking a lot of places.
0: Yes. Yes, Mm -hmm. the the roadmap here. Maybe they got better other instructions that we just don't need to know. Like, hey, they're on, you know, Fifth Avenue behind the inn in (laughs) the in the stable, right? Like, maybe they got maybe cafe. Maybe they got that, (laughs) or maybe they ran around in town looking at everybody's manger. Yeah,
1: the shepherds show
0: up to town and are going door to door (laughs) in backyards looking at. You know, this would be like somebody. Like almost showing. a
1: frenzy type as opposed yeah, to like, methodically Like honestly,
0: in that time, everybody would have had some kind of animals and they would have yeah. had some way to feed them. So this yeah, would be like that's true. people running around going, hey, I've heard there's a diamond ring in your dog dish.
1: Yeah, I need to, I need to find a it.
0: a dog dish. Yeah, yeah. I have to find the dog dish. Yeah, right. So you would be going from house to house to house figuring out who has a manger and mm. where is it mm. and is there a baby in it. Mm-hmm. And so this would kind of, you know, you would be. It wouldn't be a super easy, direct no. sort of thing. Well,
1: And who knows how far out they were. would have taken them time to come in. It yeah. would have taken... Like, yeah, this wouldn't necessarily be a Exactly.
0: Quick so here come these project. lonely, dirty, disrespectful guys. <laughs> disrespected As guys. I like disrespected, yeah. Uh, coming in probably scared well, and excited. Right. And they run into Bethlehem and just start going, like, we have to find this. Like, we have to see this and so they see it they hear it they they begin to praise and they glorify hmm. and they this would have caused an like a pretty much an uproar in town i would think because they were told this is what's happening right and they were like no we're going to see it and along the way everybody would be finding out <laughs>
1: what
0: what what's they happening heard, right? what they're looking for and they went and, and went and this is the same kind of thing as as we as we have Jesus bursting into the scene here and affecting their lives we have that same thing happening when we come to faith and the, the question is do we have that excitement hmm. to try to explain something that is really hard to understand and not care what people think right right well
1: and the and the strength to pursue it
0: the strength to pursue to it see it through the willingness to worship right in front of other people mm-hmm. right like yeah do we do we get to that spot where we look at it and go this has changed my life so much. I don't care what you think about how I respond to Jesus.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm just going to go do it. I'm Mm -hmm. just going to run in there and go. Um, But the story keeps going. So
1: um,
0: that's the Christmas story. Yeah. Now we get a week, uh, right? The very next verse, which we're not actually, well, we are going to read it, but, you know, eight days later, these, these things happen. But if you can read, Luke chapter nineteen, that one verse again. Luke two nineteen? Two nineteen, sorry. Yep. And then verses twenty-one to twenty-four. And okay. then I think that chicken scratch is verse thirty-three, followed by thirty-nine and forty. They're all written there, but okay. that's what we're doing. We're kind of not reading it straight so through. So then I
1: might have some pauses, so just bear with me. Yeah. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. Verse twenty one. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to what was said in the law of the Lord a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now down to verse 33. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. Now verses 38 to 40. Or is that 39? 39 to 40. 39. And when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him.
0: Yeah, so you get this, you know, Mary... And everybody loves that, that uh, verse 19, Mary treasured up yeah. all these things, pondering them in her heart. And uh, uh, you realize, you know, there's, there's, everything is coming together, mm. right? Back from the, I'm a teenage, pregnant girl trying to explain to my fiance what has happened and dreams and angelic interventions and now shepherds are getting angelic interventions and all of this stuff and it's just like oh my goodness people are actually figuring out that i'm not crazy
1: (laughs) yes all this time i've been waiting
0: right and then mary and joseph obey the law they go through all of the the rituals that the the Hebrew people had, so the circumcision at eight days and the presenting in the temple and all of these things, because Jesus was going to have uh, his life worked out perfectly, hmm. which means in these very early stages when he's a baby, Mary and Joseph had to do it perfectly. So right. in this moment, right. they've got to do all of these things, and they have to they have to treat. The savior that has burst into their world properly, mm-hmm. they have to they have to actually do some things in a very specific regimented way, and this is where lots of times as we come to faith, we have a hard time with that. We have a hard time accepting the fact that we've got to do some stuff in a very regimented sort of system, right? And, and it and it really boils down into some simple things like we treasure mm-hmm. Jesus in our lives. We don't hide him away. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you know, you can't we're not ashamed, you can't, we're not afraid. Yeah, you can't deny that Christ is part of your life for long. Mm. You yeah. have to actually fess up and be like, No, he is my king, my lord, yeah. my savior.
1: There's He's the living part it, of my but life. there is yeah. a verbal part that is in partner with that. Exactly. Sure.
0: That going to the temple and 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 having him circumcised and presented, that's that's obeying the word. Yeah. So there's this part where not only do we have to do what the word says, but you actually have to know the word well enough to know what to do.
1: Yeah, that's right. right?
0: So we, we we have to dig into God's word mm-hmm. and follow that through. Right. Um, I mean, Mary pondered on things and treasured them in her heart. Yeah. She had to learn who Jesus was yeah. and what this was all about and what this meant as far as her life and Joseph's life and how it was going to be different. And then um, there's that, that faithfulness, that... Daily walking out all of those steps yeah. every day, making right. sure that everything is uh, being done that needs to be done. Right, mm-hmm. um, it's hard for some some people in faith to understand. Um, we can't just neglect our scriptures forever. Uh, you know, we got to keep coming back to them. We can't neglect prayer. We can't neglect yeah. hanging out with other believers. We can't neglect worshiping. Why? Because Jesus matters. We, if we treasure him, we have to follow through some of these things. Why? Because it's in the word. The word tells us that. And then as we're doing those things, what are we doing? We're learning more and more about who Jesus is. I get, uh, my wife makes fun of me for quoting Spurgeon, but he said, <laughs> every verse in scripture is like every road in England. Yeah. Yeah. Just like every road in England leads to London because they had a rule where you could actually cross across fields and there was steps and it was all to make it the the direct path to London. Um, Every verse in scripture leads you directly to Jesus. Hmm. You may have to cross three or four fields to get there, Mm -hmm. but they lead you to Jesus. And that's the thing is, do we treasure Jesus, obey the word, dig in daily to learn who he is? Okay, we're going to switch over to Matthew chapter 2, uh, verses 3 to 5 and 16.
1: All right. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it was written by the prophet. I'm sorry, and the verse 7? No, 16. 16. 16. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious, and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all that region, who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men.
0: Yeah. So we get King
1: Herod who... Which is interesting. Luke doesn't go into this part. No. Just like they just said, and when everything was done, they went back to Nazareth. Whereas there's this huge section here in Matthew that is like, oh, this is a big deal.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and and it is, and this is why we read we read the Gospels together, understanding that f- four different people are telling the same story. Yeah. So there's different pieces that help us to understand uh, all of this stuff, right? So um, King Herod <laughs> hates Jesus, and is, yeah, clearly is bent on destroying him.
1: Yeah, yeah, because well, he's afraid.
0: Because he doesn't want to get off the throne. Right. Like it, this is so. This is so exactly the way lives are. Yeah. He wants to get rid of Jesus from his life because he doesn't want to give up the throne because he's afraid that Jesus is coming to take the throne in a very real way
1: mm-hmm.
0: there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, this is what happens in, in faith is, that yeah. is people will hear about Jesus and then the first thing they want to do is they want to ridicule. Yeah. They want to belittle. Make fun. They want to make fun of. And Downplay. They, they push at Jesus, but then they also will push at his followers yeah and this is why we have to be committed to all of these things that we already talked about when we looked at mm. joseph and mary and the right, shepherds and right. it's because there are going to be people who say i want nothing to do with this right and more than that i want mm. you to have nothing to do with this
1: well and and even a step far farther like we don't really see so much here it's different in uh the north american culture um and climate but if you're in other parts of the world it's I will harm you if you believe this. Whereas it's, you know, there's different levels of that persecution and that, um, consequence of following Jesus. Yeah.
0: And it's, it's, some will do everything they can do to hurt the Christian faith. Yeah. That might mean hurt Christians. Yeah. It might mean destroy churches. That's right. It might mean all (coughs) sorts of things like that. And we live in a world where it's only going to get worse. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, uh, Barring a miraculous uh, revival hmm. that spreads across the world, um, it's only going to get worse. hard part to understand about Christian faith is when it's bad, the church grows the most. I know. And because people are committed to what they believe in. Them.
1: Well, and, and, and God is there to rescue us. Maybe not take us out of the situation, but he gives us the strength to persevere, the strength yeah. to keep our eyes on him. And we are told in Scripture... That it will continue to get worse. Yeah, until yeah. He comes back,
0: and then you know some people are just afraid that Jesus, like the like the young guy that I talked about, the hockey player, mm. that Jesus is going to take their freedoms yes. or take the control that the they, things that they think loves. they have over life, yes. and, yeah. and you know steal that joy and those mm. kinds of things. And that's not necessarily true. It's actually mm. most of the time not true, um, but but that's what people believe, right? So. We end up in this trap of people will tell us how bad Jesus is, and they will push in, and they will make it life difficult, and they will persecute, and they will torment, and they will try to destroy the, the life and the joy that Jesus is trying to and bring into our lives. And we need to we need to be aware of that.
1: No, exactly. And this is just a little, a little maybe sidestep. I don't know. Why do we think that? That is a natural thing. Jesus is going to take away the things that I love. Is it because deep down we know how hard it's going to be for us to put Him first? Because no, we know. I think because we're sinful. Well, obviously. I want to be in charge. But there's this: if I love God, I can't do all of these things that bring me joy. Whereas in God is the fullness of joy.
0: Yeah, I think it still runs down to control and and. Authority.
1: Yeah. No, that's very. Who fair. decides?
0: Who decides what I'm doing? I want to if, be the if one. If we're right? going to talk about a king,
1: yeah.
0: and a lord, yeah. we know what that means.
1: And a giving up of yourself.
0: We know what kings and yeah. lords yeah. mean. Yeah. No, right? that's fair. Like we we have to give up something here. Yeah. And the giving up something is uh, maybe not necessarily anything, mm-hmm. but it is giving up the purpose for what we do. Yes. The purpose for what we do is no longer to make much of ourselves, but to make much of Jesus. Yes. Or at least it should be. Right. <laughs> that, yes. Okay, and then our final one, Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, and then 9 through 12. Chapter 2, 1 and 2.
1: Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. And then one to, sorry, what was it? 9, nine to, to 12. 12. By a different way.
0: Right, so the wise men follow in following a star. So.
1: We're all familiar.
0: (laughs) We're all familiar. Um, Yeah, so these are astronomers, maybe astrologers who look to the stars to see what the future of the world might be uh, from far off countries somewhere out in the east. Um, So if you grab a map and look at the world, you can take a guess as to where some of these. Uh, some of these guys might have came from it's the Middle East into across over to India, China, somewhere over in there, right? Right. Uh, we don't really have a whole lot of information about where they came from, other than the East yeah. at the time. Yeah. Uh, there were a few kingdoms to the east that were big into looking at the skies and trying to figure out what that meant. Um, and so, you know, could be from any of those places, but they follow the star. And like all good wise men who are probably sanctioned by governments from somewhere else, they yeah. go to the government leader and say, Hey, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Have you seen the stars? <laughs> and Herod goes, What are you talking about?
1: What is this? And
0: he tries to <laughs> set a little bit of a trap, but the wise men kind of head along their way and they find Jesus, and they, at some point, you know, this is much later because they find Jesus in a house. They probably actually went uh, to Nazareth and uh, found him there because it already had told us that after the presenting in the temple and the circumcision and all that kind of stuff, that they went back to Nazareth. Mm -hmm. So we're probably talking about there, and they come and they, they lay down those gifts, the gold, the frankincense, the myrrh. They lay down all of that stuff because they wanted to worship him. That's right. They weren't even really totally sure who he was or why. But they, they
1: knew he was important. They
0: knew he was important. <laughs> they knew that this was prof- prophetic. Yeah. They knew, but they weren't Jews necessarily. Right. Now they, I mean, I've read stuff where they, people are like, they could have been. Right. They could have been leftovers from the Babylonian uh, enslavement okay. where the Jews were the wise men. Joseph. Worked in the temple and right, so they okay. could be. This could be why they knew all of these things. So um, there's some people that think they go there, but the reality is, the the wise men show up and they wanted to worship. Yeah, and and in life you're going to come across people who honestly are searching for Jesus. Hmm. They hear something, they hear a piece. Maybe they, uh, you know, they get a clip of a. Billy Graham sermon that is being played on TV or, uh, or they see a book in a bookstore or they, you know, they read Robinson Crusoe that we talked about the, in our last podcast. And yeah. there's a Bible verse in there because that's what got put into books back in the day yeah, and it sends nice. them on a journey to figure out who is Jesus. Now this is why we do what we do—the same things that Mary did. We treasure who Jesus is. We obey the Word. We learn who He is, so that we can have that daily walk and worship Him. Mm. Because when these people come along, they're just looking for somebody to answer their questions. That's right. That's right. And we need to be ready to answer those things. And many people, like I said, will honestly search for Jesus. And when uh, when they come and they worship, they're willing to lay down things of great value— that's their right. lives they're 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 everything because they've they've found the truth they're they're looking for it and yeah. so we need to be ready with an answer for the faith that we have yes. and at christmas time it's the one time that we can literally look at everybody and say like large parts of the world stop for a day because jesus was born yeah
1: whether they like to acknowledge yeah. that or not, that is yeah, the reason.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And, and and we need to be able to provide that truth, which means we need to know the truth ourselves mm-hmm. to the people that so have important. those questions. And then lest we think that the wise men are super wise all on their own, they too get a dream from God saying, yeah. don't do this. Don't go back and tell Herod. Yeah. Right? There, there comes a spot where we also realize those people that are looking to destroy faith, Mm-hmm we don't have to necessarily tell them everything that we
1: are no, doing no. or knowing
0: because sometimes those people are just bent on destroying. Yeah. Um, so we do need to have that answer of faith for the people that are searching. Yeah. So as we look yeah. at the Christmas story, you see all sorts of people. You see all sorts of responses to Jesus. And in the midst of all of that, there's some truth for us to, uh, to dig into the Word, to be worshipping, and to be not ashamed of who we love yeah and how we orientate our lives
1: yeah thanks steve well guys thanks for joining us for our conversation today if you've enjoyed the podcast you can always subscribe leave a like or comment on our social streams or even tell others about us we appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested as always you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on facebook and Instagram. Have a great day, and I hope you can join us next time, and Merry Christmas.
0: Yeah, Merry Christmas, and we will be back with a new podcast on January 2nd. Have a great Christmas.